wood, concrete, and glass. Um, I actually listened through a few of these podcasts. I've, what I've been doing, because I hate the sound of my own voice. You guys probably all do too. Cause, I mean, that's human nature, right? But um, I've been trying to go back through and sort of see where we're at. Because as I go through these things day by day, it's uh, sometimes hard for me to sort of keep track of where we're at. So I sort of think we've done a decent job of sort of the, the of this STA, STAG framework that I'm sort of working in is building up that study um, portion of it where you should by now I should have impressed upon you that it's probably pretty important to like really think about um, what you want to do before you start study study magazines study, study um, websites find what what interests you from a design perspective and study the lot specifics itself so you have the so you know what your framework is that you have certain constraints obviously every every site has some some constraint to it so you want to make sure that you're clear on that you want to know what so you'll have um, specific site restraints you'll have zoning restraints so that's where the your local government has some input in what you can do you'll have provincial um, requirements so for instance or provincial or state requirements whatever the case may be but <clears throat> sometimes those are above and beyond the building code so you might have a provincial requirement that comes through that requires installation of solar hot water conduit that's one that, that has recently come up for us is that uh, not recently a couple of years ago many several years ago actually is that every new build needs to have a conduit that will allow for the installation of a future solar hot water system um, and that's just essentially two PVC pipes that run from the roof down to the mechanical room so something like that is something that can sort of sneak up on you at the last minute so so you can ask about that in your local municipality um, we sort of got into the got into the five-point process of of uh, how to address a site if you're looking to purchase um, purchase a lot and then start from the start from the beginning that way um, so there's uh, we've I think we've sort of laid out some of these uh, some of these ideas um, the five-point process is sort of my favorite of them um, because I think that's a really interesting way of looking at sort of the life cycle of a piece of property um, and it as it shifts over time um, because if if you're not thinking about property purchase as a business investment um, you're sort of missing a, a good aspect of it um, a lot of times when people are buying property they get so hung up on on it ticking all their their boxes for their family that they they forget that this is a business decision and it'll last on through uh, through the project um, we talked a little bit about demo uh, looking at you know sites and and things to consider um, and you know I, I, I encourage people to just watch a construction site um, maybe don't snoop around taking pictures but um, if you can if the only one's on the site there's no harm in that but just sort of take once a week take a picture take a picture 
and that'll sort of build the shape of like how your process is going to look when you get involved in it and you know we're talking everything from renovation to um, new house here right so there's lots of different ways I mean even if a neighbor over the fence is, is doing a, a renovation into the backyard you know have a conversation with them like be neighborly about it right that was another one of the important points of, of what we've t- discussed so far is is dealing with people I mean use use this process as a way to um, connect with the city connect with um, your neighbors um, and like take it on as a as a an adventure <laughs> right when people take things on as a as a struggle you get um, you know you sort of feel like you have to do things and it, it, it you know, nobody wants to have to do anything but if you if you take it on as I'm gonna learn this process I'm gonna figure this out and uh, carry it all the way through to the end like man what a satisfactory uh, process that is accomplishing things especially when there's a physical aspect to them just same with people who enjoy working out or um, artists or you know completion of a project is is an important stage Um, a lot of times people love starting things and and that's where the whole studying uh, aspect of the project really can get people going but following it through to the to the completion and you know moving the furniture in and all of a sudden this is the the new piece of square footage that you've added to your to your you know biggest investment that you probably have you know there's a great sense of accomplishment that comes with that um so like let's move out of, out of that study that study section we feel like we've we've gathered the the main building blocks and i mean um let's move on to the the t now i've I've mentioned teaching um previously so as you're studying teach somebody uh what you're doing so let's let's say for now that you've you've studied all your options you understand roughly what's going to be expected of you from a from a process perspective from a design perspective um you've asked um you've asked uh the municipal government to um outline your process um as it, it pertains to your site so you've you've said okay i want to add this much square footage into this area on my lot are there any issues with that no okay so now let's get a designer involved to draw up some plans um or depending on the scope you might want to draw up um get your own um you could start drafting your own set of plans also based on your artistic ability if you do not have any artistic ability don't understand how things lay out um two-dimensionally from three-dimensionally do not bother do not um do not uh force through um the system bad plans because unless you're gonna i mean people are still gonna do it anyway but i would never recommend it um because you have to you have to have something of quality or you you, your build won't end up in quality so if you do not have any capacity for this 
You can always go to a local um, technical college. Um, you know, we have BCIT here in the Lower Mainland. Um, contact an instructor and say, hey, do you have an up-and-coming student who's, you know, a ways in, down the line who wouldn't mind helping me do some plans? That's an idea. Um, go to the municipal hall and say, do you know of anybody who does plans? They'll give, maybe give you three different options. A lot of times local governments can't be specific on recommendations. So um, you, have to, you have to work with, with what they can give you. Um, or look in the phone book or Google, Google the, the area that you're in and see who does house plans for you. Draftsperson um, or, or a designer um, or architect, right? So those are the three sort of options you have. Well, four options. You can do it yourself if you have the capabilities, but they need to be code-specific and, uh, and accurate to scale. Um, or you get a draft person who you draw your sort of hand sketches and you get them to formalize them. Okay, it's good for submission. That works. Uh, designer, sort of the next step up where they're going to add value by providing you the cross-sections and the... And design recommendations or they should anyway if they're if they're any good but this again setting the expectation that a designer should attend the site should look at flow look at light look at all those things that created a, a proper design if they're not doing that like if they just ask you to roll out a, a check and uh and pay the, pay the money and pick it out of the book, don't bother, right? Move on to somebody else. Um, uh, the other one's architect, right? So now you're getting into the big bucks, but you're gonna get, um, you're gonna get really considered design. You're gonna get excellent building drawings. Um, you're gonna get a piece of art, it should be. Um, architects spend a lot of time and money getting their education and they justify that um, with big bills but this can work out if you have the money if you have the um, if you if you really have an artistic vision that you're and, and you're really not you're not it's, it's that sort of fine line where taste and ability meet so I've heard this explained as people are learning um, a new creative skill is that people who have really good taste sometimes have trouble learning an artistic talent. For instance, um, piano, painting, drawing, whatever it might be, because they know how it's supposed to look. And they know what their vision is, but they can't execute. Um, so that's something you can sort of get over with if you've built the uh, built the requirements of um, of the study process, so you you pretty much know what you can do on your site, and now you have to explain how you feel it will interact with a designer, architect, draftsperson's um, skill set. So you you will have to inform them now an architect will do his own preliminary his own research um, a draftsperson most likely will but oftentimes they'll do a very cursory sort of look at that stuff 
draftsperson will simply recreate to scale whatever you provide them. And if you're drawing it yourself, well, you've done all the research you must have otherwise, because you shouldn't do it otherwise, because if you're, if you're just doing line drawings, um, you're wasting your time because uh, municipalities, local government won't accept that. So this is where the big T comes from, because teaching somebody what you can do on your site can, uh, can be a challenge, um, but you have to do it to convey what you need from the project and how it's going to go uh, how it's going to take shape so man that was a quick 10 minutes but uh i think we got a little bit of review in there thanks